Welcome. You're listening to Talk About Healthy Living. I am so pleased to have you join me today. Language communicates far more than we realize. Words have vibrations, resonance. They have the ability inspire, motivate, heal, or hurt, harm, humiliate, destroy. What you say and how you say it can be powerful in both good and bad ways. In today's episode, I hope to sensitize you about words you're using when you're communicating with others and even in your own self-talk. I'm Peggy Sealfan, your host, a personal development coach trained by world masters in a multitude of Eastern and Western traditions. So let's talk more about words. The words we choose and how we use them can build up others or tear them down. It also impacts us in the process as it's an energetic exchange. Plus, our own self-talk carries power and can dramatically affect our health and well-being. Words are sounds, and all sounds have an inherent power through their frequency. Words vibrate in frequencies from low to high. Lower frequency sounds resonate in the emotional realms of fear, regret, blame, guilt, hopelessness, grief, and even despair. Higher vibrational words are joyful, confident, courageous, and all of these words reflect an aspect of our consciousness. In Dr. David Hawkins' book, Power Versus Force, he calibrates the levels of energy fields that are generated from certain words and the consciousness or emotions they carry. He determined that positive ones calibrate above levels of 200. Negative ones are below 200. So, shame, guilt, and fear register below 100. Love, joy, and peace are above 500. A fascinating series of experiments by Masaru Emoto used water to illustrate the impact of words. And he even used other sounds like music. He exposed glasses of water to various words and then froze the water and examined the resulting frozen crystals under a microscope. What he found was that words could physically alter the molecular structure of the water. And remember, our physical makeup is mostly water. So words like hate or disgusting or I'll kill you appeared in crystalline formations that were really yellowed, distorted, ugly looking. While words like love and peace resulted in these magnificent snowflake-like, perfectly balanced white forms. Emoto's 2004 book, The Hidden Message in Water, was a New York Times bestseller. Fascinating work. Studies in psychology have shown positive words such as kindness and love can actually alter the expression of genes in our bodies and promote the brain's cognitive functioning, which builds resilience. Now on the opposite side, negative words activate the fight or flight response causing physical and emotional stress, 
and can release anxiety-producing hormones. I have to admit, as a writer, public speaker, and coach, I'm extremely aware of the words I choose to convey ideas and to motivate people to action. So I work on focusing on speaking words of hope and potential, really speaking to the heart of my readers, audiences, and clients. Words give meaning and promote unity. So I'm really attentive to how I use them. So I encourage you, speak from your heart. Speak your truths wisely. Empathize with where someone else may be in their journey as you're speaking to them. Avoid being harsh, dismissive, or inflammatory. Sometimes the other person doesn't even want to hear what you have to say, especially if you're being critical. In fact, I have a client who really wants to tell her grown child to dress differently and to lose weight. But if the adult child isn't ready to change, the words she would hear from her mom will be more destructive than constructive, right? So the daughter's reaction will likely be a feeling of being unloved since her mother is not accepting her as she is and wants to change her. So it's really helpful as you craft your messages in words, it's helpful to be sensitive. Dr. Rick Hansen relates this story. He says, I met a man whose marriage is being smothered by the weight of everything unsaid. What's unnamed is all normal range stuff, like wishing his wife were less irritable with their children and more affectionate with him. But there's been a kind of fear about facing it, as if it could blow up the relationship. But not talking is what's actually blowing up their relationship. And in fact, when people do communicate in a heartfelt way, it's dignified and compelling. And it usually evokes support and open-heartedness from others. So speak from your heart with kindness. You may also want to pay attention to words you're using in your own self-talk. What you may be telling yourself can be destructive. Things like, I'm too lazy. Nothing ever goes right for me. I'm always messing up. I'm just not good enough. I'm too old. It's important to become aware of what you're saying internally and change it to more positive statements. In fact, when I hear Patrick, my life partner, saying things to himself like, oh, I'm so stupid or I'm an idiot, I'll actually interrupt him and I'll say, wait, you can't talk to my sweetheart like that. So it's my way of just trying to make him more conscious of what he's saying to himself. Another example, I play tennis. And in fact, the other day I played with a new doubles partner who immediately told me, I haven't played in a while, I'm really rusty. So I suggested to him that he erase that statement, even though it was his truth in that moment, but that he should try replacing it with something like, hey, I've got the skills to win this match. I just need to apply them. Let's do this. Something that's more proactive and actually motivates and stimulates him to perform better rather than giving in to the words of, oh, I'm so rusty, meaning, oh, I'm not going to do well today. So he's already defeating himself and disappointing his partner by using those words. Understand also that your words can truly influence someone into thinking in a certain way. 
And here's a really significant consideration. Parents often give messages to their kids that end up becoming lifelong beliefs. Like a parent who out of frustration blurts out to his child, oh, you'll never amount to anything. I have clients who are in their 50s, 60s, and 70s who are still trying to dismantle messages they got from parents when they were 10 and 11. So very important to be mindful about words you're using, especially when you're impressing upon young minds. As a final piece of insight, let me share the concept introduced by an emeritus professor of psychology at the University of California. Albert Morabian developed this concept of 73855. According to him, in any communication, 7% of the meaning is communicated through the spoken word, 38% through the tone of voice. Now, again, that's vibrational, that's frequency, and 55% through body language. If you evaluate all of these aspects, they all tie into energetic transmissions. So this energetic exchange is truly an important part of how we interact with others, how we're perceived by others, how we influence one another. So communicate mindfully, and my recommendation is communicate positively. Let's contribute to uplifting each other and improving our world. I hope you benefited from your time with me today. I'm sending you love and light, and I invite you to join me again next week for another episode of Talk About Healthy Living.